Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, soap fans and true believers. Sorry to get you your soap fix so late for the last week. As you will still hear, we have some crickets. And no, it's not just at one of my terrible jokes or the return ratings. That is what happens when you record on a hot summer night. So, my deepest apologies for the audience, I'm doing quotations, even though there's no one else here to see me, but good news is this week we talked so much GH in the first hour, it's just the General Hospital hour. And the other three are covered in the second hour, so if you're not a fan of GH, at least not yet, just tune in to part two, which covers the Y&R return, as well as Days of Our Lives and the Bold and the Beautiful. But for now, here's an hour on my fave with Walker Ragsdale. You're listening to Believe in Soap Operas, but the conversation has already started before I even press record. Since we're so interested in talking about last week's GH and today's as we record this on a Monday evening. But yeah, so Walker, as you're here again, what what did you think of today's GH as we were going to start talking about it? Yeah, no, um, I'm actually enjoying GH. Um at least, you know, the past couple of days has been really good. Um, so we're recording what happened today on Monday was the whole Ava painting reveal. Um, I thought that was good. Um, we obviously can nitpick a lot of things, um, like the whole Liz issue. Yeah, I will say, like, the, hopefully they write that she is pregnant because her blowing up at Ava like that was just so odd. And that's what I'll say is Everyone in this, the Nick, Ava, Franco, Liz, these are all some of your best actors, and they are selling this material. And that's what's making it compelling, because the writing is pretty, like, clunky and weird and sort of out of character for these people. But it doesn't make it unenjoyable. That's what's funny to me, is I'm frustrated with some of it, but I'm also enjoying it. Yeah, but I don't don't think... Liz and this Nicholas really have chemistry. So yeah, I don't do- see it. So it doesn't like if that that part falls flat. Like if it, if this was Tyler in the role, I think we would have had a ball game because Tyler's chemistry with Maura West was amazing. His chemistry with Becky Hurst was amazing. Um, but this guy just doesn't have that same oh. So I think that's where it's like not connecting for the Nicholas part for me. If if yeah, if this was Tyler in a role and they were playing this whole like, you know, Ava and Nicholas, you know, who's gonna cheat on, you know, whatever, whatever they were going to do or are going to do, I think it would have been better. But with this new guy, he's he's a, he's a good actor. Yeah, I like uh, Marcus, but yeah, I think him and Mora have pretty good chemistry. But with Becky Hurst, I'm just not really seen it. And to me, it, it really doesn't help that Nicholas is the bad guy in this scenario. When Liz and Nicholas were together, I mean, yes, and that's why I've always had an issue with Liz together as a couple, because it was always the worst side of Nicholas and Liz. It was never the best, and that's why I think they're better as friends. It's just like Franco and Ava. We haven't seen them together, but I'd imagine based on what you know, it was the worst sides of them. And that's why they're better as friends. But I kind of wish that that was the realization that both of these couples came to is that they're sort of in their right pairings, that you guys are better as friends. That's the reason you work. But to me, Nicholas is a little just too, I mean, it's funny, like Valentine's supposed to be the bad cast time, but it's easily Nick, like with what's going on right now. And you're like, okay, because, yeah, like, what he was, you know, planning with Spencer, I did like that Spencer was involved, and and we were doing that, even though we didn't see him. 
I do want to see like a teenage more, you know, scoundrel Spencer. And I feel like that would really work with what we've already built up with him. So maybe we'll get that out of this, but yeah. And it did sort of take a really good direction because in the beginning it was very frustrating, the whole thing with Franco and Liz and they're fighting with this. And then, you know, with Liz even accusing Ava of doing it, that that was just really weird to me. But ending with sort of Nicholas and Ava and that he was like really the right move because that's what people want. And my biggest issue is the story isn't good for Elizabeth. And I hope that we really kind of wrap that part up because it's it's making her seem insecure. And if we kind of maybe understood what was going on, but Franco's been kind of her most stable relationship she's ever had on this show. Like, even including, like, Lucky back in the day. Now, uh, you know, that's because they were kind of ruined when he came back and everything. But it, it's one of those that this is a good relationship. And I like that they continue to bring that up. And they do talk. There isn't just immediately sleeping with Nicholas. But So it shows some growth. But that's why some of these, like, out-of-character things and her sort of blaming Ava for all this when she should know better than anyone just like Lulu about Nicholas is the problem here Ava's trying to do better I love that Lulu is is like hip to Nicholas because yeah Lulu has been awesome this week when when she's she's telling Dustin like yeah like no I could my brother's that doesn't have a reaction I can you know see that he could be that's yeah I, I I like that they have her um, uh, but I think this, the, the whole Nicholas thing has fallen flat for me, period. I was so and I excited. I think it's because he was gone for so much of it. It was really weird. And I think it was because they rewrote some of the directions. So it took all these characters off canvas and we didn't get all the beats of this story. And that's part no. of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole, like going back to Hayden. Hayden should never have left. Hayden should have been there. Oh, yeah. In, in, in the story fully every step of the way. And even if GH only had her for a certain amount of time, they spent at least three or four months wasting her on, like, bullshit storylines versus, like, okay, let's get let's hit the ground running with this, like, Hayden being involved. Um, so, so, yeah, the, 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 the writing team over there – has has some um, things to work out. But speaking of the writing team, did you happen to see Maura West's tweet earlier over, I think over the weekend? Yeah, um, she said that they were furloughed as well. So that sort of dispelled a lot of our rumors that we all thought that everybody was still working behind the scenes and they would have a lot of time to rework things. But with that being said, and you know, I'm sure it's true, as a writer, you probably are at least sort of working things out. So there, there was a lot of that. And that may be what they needed more than anything is just sort of a revision because they well, had I'm, a lot I'm, already planned. Yeah. I'm sure they had to go through and like, well, I was going to say redo a lot of scenes because whether they were like actual real kisses or I was going to say group events, but GH, yeah. <laughs> GH isn't letting that stop them. And I think, I think that really has a big difference is why I'm enjoying the show so much. It's we talked we touched on this last week, but it it feels like the regular show because they you could, they're doing the, the directing is is very good. Whoever is doing the blocking and the directing for GH, um, if they if they want to get an Emmy for it next year, I you won't have any complaints from me. Because well, yeah, it, but no, Xavier really do, is the reason that GH is often elevated above the other soaps, and especially with dealing with these guidelines. You know, General Hospital is just, to me, light years ahead of even, even Y&R, and we'll get into their first week back a little bit later. But yeah, it is one of those things that, like you say, that is what is making this so much more compelling, and you're really interested is... Yeah, it does seem seamless. Like you see, like we say, this was a party, but everybody was kind of separate and in their own coupling while just kind of standing by each other. They're really close to the vest there, but at the same time, they're riding the line as opposed to some of the other ones that are just really sticking to the six feet rule like bowl. And I think I was reading a a quote of Laura Wright uh, when she said it. her and Steve did a scene and it was it was one take, or maybe it was 
it was one of the, it was either Laura or Mara. One of them was talking about how they 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 did everything in one take. And I think maybe Which they that, did in the past anyway. Like there was maybe two at the most is what I always understood that that was the beauty of soaps is that it's like, yeah, no, we're moving on. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if that has something to do. But yeah, I think the fact that I'm not distracted by the visual is what I'm enjoying because as much as I want to enjoy bold, which I'm sure we'll get into it's it, it takes me out it it, it takes yeah I'm focused it does. It's, 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 it's very jarring and it's in yeah yeah and that's what I'll say is like the way that GH is directed here is really what is keeping it plus all these actors are phenomenal and they're really working this out even if like we say the material with this Nicholas and Ava story specifically with Franco and Liz here has been a little odd because like even when Nicholas and Ava were talking, I enjoyed the heated moment, the way they were saying, but even some of the words, it's like, does Nicholas not even know Ava? She's needy. I remember being like, this is Ava's first marriage because Ava is one of the few female characters who has been able to carry story after story after story for years and it not revolve around men. And they were always like an ancillary part because even like stuff with Morgan and Griffin had way more to do with her and Kiki. And that was why that was sort of a line that it's like, I get if he's trying to like dig at her, but the truth hurts more. And so for that to be like a dig when it wasn't, you know, that's honestly not one of Ava's faults. And she has many. We love her. But yeah, that was one of those lines that I'm like, that doesn't really fit here, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. I also find it interesting that they decided to have her spill that she knew about the plan so fast versus like seeing her use that knowledge um, down the line, you know, just kind of like that being the storyline of her knowing and kind of like them both scheming. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I was hoping with this was that it would be them both scheming against one another and then they'd sort of fall in love. And I thought Liz and Franco would have kind of more been pushing them together but then they decided to go a really dark direction with it the whole time. Cause even like this Nicholas with Spencer, while I enjoy like the scheme part of it, it is a little dark considering Kiki and he continues to throw that. And so while you want to root for them at the same time, you're like, this is bad. And I have to keep that in the back of my mind, how yeah, bad that, this is that he's doing it. Yeah. That, that I think also that doesn't, I, yeah, I think it's, it's just, the act I don't want to blame the actor the actor is good but Tyler played and, and I hate to be that person who compares the old person because they're not coming back um yeah but Ty, Tyler played Nicholas with a nuance that or even when he was a bastard you still couldn't help but like root for him whereas this guy when he throws it in Ava's face it it's such a turnoff that I'm like I you you don't have that dimension where or that gravitas where you could say that to Ava and I still be like, oh, I want these two together. When he said that about like, oh, keep, I was just like, eh, no, I'm not into this at all. Yeah, like it is one of those things that I do feel like they have chemistry, but it seems like a weird direction. Like There's a push pull there but it's not really playing out as well as we'd hoped. And while I say that Marcus is really good in more of like the vulnerability scene sometimes, but I really would prefer to see that with Ava. It's nice when it's people like Laura and Lulu, but with Elizabeth, there is that history there, but it's not making either one of them look good in that situation because it is sort of playing on her vulnerabilities with, you know, whatever's going on with her and Franco. Yeah, I, I thought this was going to be a, a story, like the traditional soap story where like the two people get married for convenience. They kind of semi, I, and it's, they semi hate each other but fall in love. But the thing was like, yeah. Ava, Ava and Nicholas was, I feel like they, they had something before he left. So I thought it would be more about them two versus yeah. like roping Liz and Franco into this. And I don't understand, like, you know, I know soaps, 
they can't, you know, couples can't be happy, blah, 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 it's boring. But Liz and Franco haven't really had a time for to be happy. And I feel yeah. like there's enough organic storylines that they could do to show a, a, a young marriage of, you know, where this, where you don't have to include outside parties. Well, yeah, because that's me. Their angst was always, like, good outside stuff. Because even the whole thing with Kim and the memory swap or whatever, it, it's like, it, and that's one thing I will say that's been consistent, is while they may have issues, they sort of work them out in a more adult manner. And it's nice to see Liz in this adult relationship. And to me, it does sort of work. And, and as, you know, the petty-ass bitch I am, I love that Franco gets to raise Jake and all this. But it, it is one of those things that, why did we go this route? Because like I said, and like you're saying, that it would have been more fun, the push-pull with Nick and Ava, the marriage of convenience, you know, they get together because they really love each other in the end. And they did like each other. Yeah. And... Ava is sort of this better person. And while we've seen this regression with Nick, they should be sort of more gravitating towards each other, sort of helping one another. And wouldn't it have been great if Liz and Franco were in more of a comedic sense, seeing what they were trying to do, pull them in to cheat and get the money, but they're too smart to fall for that. And they're more helping push them together. But yeah, that's the thing is they're kind of making them, you know, and to me, Ava's not so much manipulating Franco, really. And, no. and that's one of the nice parts. But we have Nick ma- manipulating Liz, and it's like, okay, yes. for what reason? Like, Because, no, I mean, no one wants to see that. Um, if, if they were, you know, even if they, if they thought about having Liz sleep with Nicholas or those two, those fans, oh, my gosh, those fans would – revolt yeah and it's one of those i don't think that direction is good for either character it was sort of like i know a lot of people wanted it to be valentine instead of julian to be the one that married nell and because it would really like you know bring nina back to this space of being jealous and you know all the fallout but i'm like no it almost made it better that they didn't go that way because it would have regressed valentine and nina and it would have been, you know, all that drama that they kind of already did with Kiki and Ava, like, twice. And it's like, I'm really not interested in those stories anymore. And these characters have evolved past that. So let's keep them in that space. And that's, to me, like, with Liz, it's like, she's evolved past this stuff with Nicholas. And she's in a happy, stable relationship. So anything with Nicholas in that way would be a backslide. And and I don't really like that because Liz was not my favorite character for a while because of the Jason stuff. And it's like, ugh. Well, someone who was not my favorite character, but this week I enjoyed, you would be very happy to hear this. (laughs) I did not hate Valentine. I think they finally found a spot, a place for him on the show and I'm enjoying the whole him and the court of mains, uh, him and Brooklyn. I, I, this new girl, she's okay. Uh, yeah, I she's wish, really improved. Yeah. I wish Amanda was in the role only because it was such a Brooklyn heavy week that yeah. I think even like more so than 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 ever before. So I would have loved to have had Amanda in like being in this meaty storyline with you yeah, know cause... her her and like the the scenes with her and Ned. I it would just punch. It would have just packed a, a bigger punch because we've already we've gotten used to her. But maybe this time off also kind of helps because. It's been so long since we had the show or, you know, Amanda that some people kind of like, she's, she's not on the tip of your mind when you're watching. Yeah. Like I'm with you. I really like Amanda and I do wish she was here, but it's one of those things that it it has made it easier since it was like a quick transition. And that's why I, I really do try to be empathetic to Brianna in a way that it's like, this was a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And soaps work very fast. 
And yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure it was difficult coming in like that and to be in like the thick of it and basically in a couple different storylines going on. But yeah, it's one of those that I've seen, especially with more of the one-on-one stuff that tends to work a lot better that I've noticed. And it is nice to see Brooklyn front, front and center because this whole quarter main thing. And yeah, you know, I love Valentine. So I love my favorite episode of last week was him walking around just smiling because he was so pleased with himself. It was almost like Anthony Jeselnik when he says something awful. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I like this. He's, he's very, and when he pulls Lucy over, like, come here, like we got to go, I got to go rub it in Jacksonina's face. It's like, Oh, I like that. And to me, that's that's the kind of villain you like on a soap. That and that's the reason like Ava and stuff works is the the shamelessness, the you know villainry like that we can get behind. I mean, there there is a way that that person can win and they can lose, and it's never going to be that bad. Like we're not killing anybody or anything like that. And to me, that's, that works. I mean, it's very, you know, James Patrick Stewart is such a good actor and he plays that world because to me, the stuff with Maxie is really funny. He just, he, like Roger, makes a lot of funny faces that make this character likable, even though he's supposed to be the bad guy. But to me, it's like, uh, he's a good Cassidyne now, even though he's not really a Cassidyne. Yeah, I, I, I feel like now that they've moved him from this big, bad Cassidyne, and and I feel like they're letting more of actual James's personality shine, and yeah. and make and Valentine's a little bit more light, light and fun. I think this is the route for him. When he was supposed to be the the big Cassidyne bad, um, was not a fan of the character. But if they're going to keep him in this like fun, cheeky villain role i can i can really get behind it yeah because that's a character that i miss seeing on soaps a lot i mean victor newman is almost like that in a way but we still you know he's still the patriarch too so with valentine though you just get to have the fun cheeky villain that that is the foil in the heel like you need that guy around because we can't and and that's again you know ava's sort of in that space as well because, yeah, as much as, you know, people love their quad of Carly, Jason, Sam, Sonny, it's nice to have people that can win against them sometimes. And I did love even Sam bringing up Jason, like, because that was me. I'm like, what was the point of Jason being, you know, in the motorcycle wreck? Oh, I guess it was so Sam could get those shares to Valentine, the proxy. And it's like, okay, but that was it. Because and then now yeah. he's supposed to care, and she's like, "You've never cared before." She, she gave him shares just to switch the officer. Like, if he yeah. didn't have, he didn't have the power just to like end the probation. Which <laughs> that would have like, you mean just switching the officer is all you got, well, and you gave and, the shares. And I thought it was weird. I mean, it was good. Because to me, it was kind of frustrating when we weren't seeing him get up these shares. And because it would have been nice to see like Sky and some of this stuff. But it's like, okay, but we get to like Sam's proxy, which makes sense. But yeah, like you say, that was it. Like, like I did, like, I will say again, the petty ass bitch of me just loved him. Like, I wish he'd had a mustache that he could have twirled looking over Jason and Sam. I was like, oh, I like this. Like, (laughs) even though I'm like, you're kind of helping them, but. Not really, yeah. But that was what she wanted, so she got it. Yeah, well, that's well. Nell wanted that baby, but she didn't get that. What do you think of the custody of Wiley being given solely to Michael and Willow? My thing is, did people honestly think it could have gone any other way? It was one of those things that why did Michael and Willow get married? Why did Nell get married? I mean, Nell sort of did it as a response to them and sort of made a mockery of it, which was funny. But it was like, you guys could have fought head to head, Nell and Michael, and they still would have given that kid to Michael because I love Nell as a character because, again, I like a good villain. 
But yeah, nobody giving a baby to Nell. Like even Valentine, who was all the more than willing to get her shares or whatever, was just like, I still hope Michael gets the kid. You're terrible. Like nobody is on your side. I mean, even Marty, when she was talking about not paying him, I was like, he won't bury you alive like he did do Flavory. Like, honey, watch it. And that's what I kind of wonder is now that they've kind of abruptly ended some of this kind of like they did with a few other things, which I'm noticing, they seem to be like, okay, yeah, we're, that may not have played out all the way, but we're done. We're moving on. It does seem like the whole Wiley situation was kind of solved and we might be getting a who killed Nell. You know what? I would have thought that before, but they keep teasing the whole Nina thing. And yeah. so, so now I'm wondering like, where are they going to do with that um you know and also i i didn't realize this girl was back back i thought she was back like when she came back to the show i thought it was like a you know one of those stints she did like oh chloe's back for for like a couple months to run this storyline but I didn't realize she was like. I think she was initially on contract and then when she first came back, but she's asked to be taken off. So now she's not. So, oh, yeah. And that's kind of why I wonder if we aren't gearing up for an exit for Nell. And and I do feel like the storyline with her and Nina, because that was one of the scenes I really liked today, was like Jackson Carly like delighting in Nell's misfortune and even in Nina sort of realizing what terrible people they are. <laughs> was like, yeah, like, because as bad as Nell is, like, I, I enjoy Carly delighting in her misfortune. It's funny to me, but I do know that that's not really the way you should behave. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just, I just don't know where they go i i there's more for if, if they're going to do this whole nail and nina there's more yeah, story that's to tell more story yeah but i don't know where michael and willow and chase and so- like where does that lead like i don't know where where they're planning to go with that now well it almost seems like Michael and Willow as Wiley's parents, and again, this is wishful thinking, probably more than anything, is that it almost seemed like, okay, yep, they're Wiley's parents, they're going to be over there for now, and we do kind of need, I mean, Michael being involved with the ELQ stuff will make sense, but he even said, like, oh, no, I'm good, like, you know, I'm Wiley's dad, so it almost seemed like we were going to maybe see a lot less of Michael and Willow while they deal with that, because this sort of is, like, the ending of that. You got the kid. It's worked out. We maybe see you guys do, in the background of these quarter main scenes and stuff like that, or being a talk to for Ned or something, because there is a lot more coming up, than, and we dealt so much with that. But yeah, I see more story for Chase and Sasha. Because we have the drug storyline coming back with Sasha. We have, you know, her and Chase commiserating together, being brought up by Finn and Anna. Like, is Sasha going to come to the wedding with you? Yeah, I, that would, I didn't think about that. But if Chad wanted to leave, like, this would actually be the perfect time. Like, you could easily phase out Michael and Willow at this point. Because I just don't know what you do with them that's yeah. going to be interesting enough and this is one of those times where the show being off it doesn't help because the the romance between michael and Sasha, like i barely remember the chase and willow romance the michael and Sasha, just because it's been so much time that i feel like you can it's no big loss now it's like oh yeah well it's it's those were not that big of losses where it's like, oh my gosh, we got to get them back together. I'm like, well, eh, yeah, okay. especially when Michael and Sasha are concerned. Like, I like them individually, and I thought they were fine as a couple. I didn't hate them, but it was almost like the in- indifference was kind of like sad. You're like, I should maybe care, but I don't. But with Chase and Willow, as much as I'm not a big fan of the Willow character because there was too much of her. That was the best part of her was the, the little relationship with Chase. That was really cute. I will say they had a cute chemistry. They did a lot of little cutesy date scenes. And I'm like, okay, I can get down with that. Like that to me is what 
that character should have been, but they tried to put her in too many different things. And, and one thing is, like, if you go crazy like Nell, that'll be good because I seem that seems to be always boiling under the surface. And I think that Caitlin McMullen would do a good job with that. But yeah, it's like the cutesy stuff with Chase really worked. I don't know why we had to go in so many different directions. Yeah, they yeah they didn't know what to do with her because yep. for the longest time she was what Miss Tate. She was. Yeah. Lulu's brat teacher and then you know it was that whole storyline of she was just trying to take sides of the kids and blah 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 yeah it was kind of and you didn't like her in that storyline to me I was like this is really inappropriate and I'm not always the biggest fan of teachers anyway because I know people like to say they're heroes but usually they're kind of like her where it's like she was almost a bully to Charlotte and and you know a, a real person with a master's degree in psychology would say that Charlotte's behavior was likely a reflection of Miss Tate <laughs> as the authority figure in the classroom towards Aiden. And it, that that's something that they didn't bring up, but I did kind of like that she got fired, but that was what was weird because that was almost like when she got fired, they were setting her up to be Nina's daughter with Michelle Stafford. And then they changed it sort of. And, and I do agree that I like that because I feel like the stuff with, Nina and Nell is a little bit more soapy in a good way. And and to me, it almost gives Nell what she's always wanted. And so there's a little bit more of a story there with the, you know, the heiress thing. And to me, Willow just was in so many other storylines. Why did we need to kind of do that too? Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they spent a lot of time trying to figure out exactly who the character was. Um, her and Chase was cute. I really... I wasn't a huge Sasha Michael fan. Uh, as most people know, I'm a huge Sasha fan. So I was yes, happy very because putting her with Michael, I knew that she would be staying, like she would be staying around. <laughs> That's the only reason I was yeah. happy about, about the couple because I'm like, okay, she's not Nina's daughter, but if we keep her in Michael's orbit and Carly, I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, my girl has a has a fighting chance to not, you know, be out the door and, you know, they can keep her around for a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit, though, and then they'll kill her because she's Michael's girlfriend. I mean, all women who've been with Michael outside of Nell have died. <laughs> or just and, disappeared like Rosalie. Honestly, his best chemistry. And I love, I love her dynamic of Carly. Uh, yeah, I do, too. I actually like Sasha and Carly. But, yeah, I think I, the rest of GH, I don't have any comment on that. So <laughs> if you want to touch on, on, on that other horrible storyline, the mob storyline, I, I have no opinion. Believe in Soap Operas is sponsored by Simply Safe. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Order online, just open the box, Place the sensors and plug it in. Now your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Simply Safe. That's S-I-M-P-L-I Safe. Head to simplysafe.com slash team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Yeah, I, I actually like Cyrus and... Well, again, it seems they've wrapped it up a little too quick because I will say I really liked Lulu this week. And I feel like we got a lot more of her Spencer side, especially with Nicholas and, you know, her with Cyrus and, and Sunny and stuff. It's like, okay, I'm really liking Lulu and I definitely like Dustin with her. But yeah, Cyrus is cool. It's just the, the whole like him being the CEO of the hospital and just like sort of they did with Valentine. We sort of skipped a few scenes. It was like, okay, yeah, we were just going to do another vote there we can skip it okay fine but with cyrus it was just a little too quick because it would have been nice to see nicholas like lulu goes to him to get money for the hospital it would have nice to have seen maybe nicholas square off with cyrus and yes he could still lose but i would have liked that extra beat there and that would have been a nice scene to have nicholas and would have shown a better side of nicholas because while he did agree we didn't get to see any of that I, I'm kind of curious what their plans for Dustin are once once um, Dante, I was going to say Dominic, but once Dante hits, the sh you know, gets back in town, 
I mean, obviously they're going to put him and Lulu back together eventually, but yeah. I just wonder wh- where that's going to lead Dustin. Well, we have him, Brooklyn and him, and that's the thing is I almost feel like it'll be a quad there with Brooklyn and Dante and Dustin and Lulu because there's all that history with all of them. And and I will say like with Amanda and Mark, they really had some chemistry and I was interested in to see, you know, if he and Brooklyn would eventually get back together because they wrote that or like if there's maybe not a dark past. Cause that's another thing that I think that they were gearing up towards that they dropped was him and Jocelyn and then, yeah. uh, you know, her maybe having a crush on him. And I was like, that's actually interesting. Yeah. I, I do think that they were going down that route that he was going to be like this creepy or maybe pedophile ish but maybe that ended up being too dark of a story for them and they decided not to even though they did that all in the 90s both emily and liz with that creep who raped liz took naked pictures of emily like they went dark in the 90s i'm like oh but but i think the difference is even then like uh becky and um i don't is it natalia amber tamblin Oh, oh, yeah, no. I was, was going to say, I was going to mm-hmm. say they were of age, but I don't think Amber was 18 when she was on GA. No, yeah, because that was the thing is like Becky was actually older than Jonathan at the time. And so, yeah, I think that was the thing. She was 18. But yeah, and that and Eden doesn't turn 18 till this next year. So and, and I would see holding off for that. And I will say, though is like, it would be like more, you know, even if we don't have these rules, suggestion goes a long way as you're seeing with some of this stuff. And that's why, like, because especially when you think about like when they started having like Kirsten Alderson in uh, sex scenes on One Life to Live and then on GH, I was just like, I can't handle this. This is this. She is always going to be star, little star banning to me. So that's the thing sometimes too, is when you grow with a character like that, it is hard to see them in that way too. That was my problem with Molly and Brando. uh, Because I just, when you, I'm so used to like little Molly that like, I, it just makes me uncomfortable to see her in a sex scene. And that's why I'm glad that at least for now, that scene, to have been dropped even like brando what what is he like there's a lot of loose people out in the wind that i don't know what what gh is doing i feel like they could have be cutting ties and tightening the cast up a little bit more i kind of feel like they are like because like i say i see a lot of stuff seem to be wrapping up quickly and then sort of moving in and moving different pieces around because yeah i almost feel like brando and you know some of these other pieces are all tied to cyrus and that you know it will just eventually kind of go away because it's sad because i actually liked the actor who was playing brando they just, I mean, the whole Corbin thing, because most of us know Mike just made that up, is a little dumb. But I could maybe get around that if we had more of a purpose for him. But yeah, because it's like, oh, if Jason was really injured in the wreck, he could have been filling in for Jason. I mean, I'm like, that that would have worked. Like, okay, so the whole Jason wreck thing just seemed really odd to me and out of place because I thought it would have driven more story. Yeah, I feel like dumb... I, um... Brando was like a placeholder for Dante. And now that they have Dominic back, I just don't know if they need that younger guy in Sonny and Jason's orbit because Dante will be back in that in that spot. So that's that's what I, I kind of look at it from that way. It's like, okay, we don't have Dante on screen, but here's this new cousin who can kind of come in and be a son or you know whatever but with Don type coming back I just don't see a a need for Brando yeah and and it is one of those things that yeah the whole thing with Molly did at least give him something else to do but it almost seems like they really dropped that as well because it's nice to see Molly and TJ around But a lot of these beats would have played better had we seen more of them, just like Lucas. I know we all keep talking about, where's Lucas? But it's one of those that I know Ryan Carnes is busy, but come on, we've got to have some Lucas because the whole Wiley thing, to me, should have been more about Lucas than anybody else because he's the one who really got screwed. Well, I I don't need him if 
if they if they don't have Perry Shen. Um, yeah, I love Brad. I hope we get some Brad commenting on the nurses' ball red carpet from prison. I mean, that's my wish for GH to do because that would be funny. <laughs> but apparently, he's doing something. He's working on something else right now. Yeah, at least according to it. Uh, so I don't know. GH. It was enter- what I saw this past week was entertaining. The, the cute quarter main stuff. Yeah, for the just, most part, I'm enjoying it. Like, and, yeah. and that's one thing I'll say that I'm really happy to have it back. They've really done a good job of directing it in a way where it doesn't seem, you know, as jarring as some of the other soaps. And yeah, it almost seems like they're wrapping certain things up because they want to go in a different direction. That's why I'm really giving, like, I may not enjoy this right now, but let's see where it goes. Yeah, I, and I think the problem is that also that they had so many new people, new characters come on right before all yeah. this happened that it's like, like, like Trina's mom, like, yeah, you don't bring Brooke Kerr on and not have anything for them to do. And to think of it, did her, did she, I don't remember, but did she have any scenes with Lindsay as, as um, Sam? I don't think so. Like, so I'm trying did. to think, too. Yeah, because I would have thought that they would have tried to have get, got those two in a scene. But, yeah, the, I'm yeah. trying to think. Yeah. That Wow. That was, that was like, the obvious nod of, you know, now, you know, they're, from what I understand, they're still pretty close BFS, but you were just, yeah, that just seems to be, or maybe we're just so yeah. fans and, and we just think we that, love like, those oh, that nods. Be, yeah. we love those little nods. Yeah, because, like, they had this scene with Valentina and Marty talking about when they mentioned Sky. Oh, Chandler, why does that sound familiar? Oh, it's from Pine Valley. And it's like, oh, that's cute. Like, I appreciate those things. Yeah, you know, that's that's the thing. I, you, you know, I'm not going to go too, too much of a tangent. But I kind of wish they didn't bring Michael in for that role because people still have hope for that, for those shows to come back. And even, like they could live in the same universe. And now it's like, well, ne- like Tad could never come to G- Port Charles because. Okay. Okay. You do know that Michael Easton and Roger Howard to play Todd and but, John on this show. And Michael but, Easton's played five different characters. So yes. But, good. Yeah. But it's, but, <laughs> yeah. It, but it's not, but it's not good. We don't, you know, yeah. I don't even know what, what's this guy. I was gonna call him Silas. What's Finn? <laughs> yeah. Finn, Finn, it's, Finn is, Finn is no John McVeigh. And Franco, it, Franco is no Todd Manning, you know. That was always yeah. my dream is they could shoot both of them tomorrow, dead in the head, and then <laughs> on on Friday, John McBain comes to town to solve the mystery of who killed Finn and Franco, and Todd <laughs> is and Todd is it. Carly comes home and or goes to her office, and Todd turns around in a chair and back in town. And I would buy every bit of it. Yeah, like Todd could buy what's Peter's paper because, uh, <laughs> you know, he ran the sun and then it was the sun. And then now it's something else. Oh, my God. Uh, the invader. Yeah, it was like, what's it's something lame? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's, I was like, where Lulu works. Yeah, the, uh, an explosion. Yeah. Ben dies an explosion. Franco dies. Peter dies and throw in some other people who we don't need. And they just all die. And then John McBain comes to town to work for Jordan to, because he's FBI now, to solve Yeah, because he was FBI initially, anyway, yeah. when he came on. Yeah. John McBain comes to help I know Anna my John and, McBain. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, if I wrote GH, that's what would happen this week. Yeah, to me, it's one of those things that I would love to see Anna with John McBain again and you know david hayward with anna w- wouldn't that be like the best triangle david I, hayward anna john McBain. i think it has to be ego evolved or they just don't have the interest as of as soap fans would have because to me having david would have yeah. been even even if with this Cyrus, Cy- is it Silas or Cyrus? I don't know. Uh, Cyrus is the mob guy, yeah. If they had brought, if, if even if this could still happen, but I doubt it, if Cyrus brings on Dave Hayworth as the new chief of staff and has. Yeah, see, that the, would be great. That, to me, that would also save this storyline. Uh, and it would make it juicy because 
you know, even if we don't get John McBain, like having David back, chief of staff, and Finn working there, and Anna, like there's just, yeah, I just, I just don't. There's understand. a lot of potential with that there's character so much potential. and that actor, like because especially the show's called General Hospital, and Doctor David Hayward is this great doctor, and how great would it be to see him and Finn spar off? Because Finn is also a doctor, and they both have history with Anna. I mean, I think I pitched that to Vincent Rosari. <laughs> like, he's like, come on, she's dating this other doctor, and it's, but yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that it's like that it just makes so much sense. I just don't know why. It was just like uh, Katie McLean was commenting on the scene with Michael and James Patrick Stewart mentioning Pine Valley. And it was just like, yeah, why is she not here? Why have we not brought Katie in for something? Like, to me, she would have honestly been an interesting Nina. And that, I really like Cynthia. And I think, you know, they made a good choice. But to me, like her character, Kelly Andrews, like that was, also played by Cynthia on Y&R is what made me think of that. And I was like, yeah, that no, would have been interesting. And I could see like, I, or playing like a Connie Falconeri type too. Katie, I don't know if you, I don't know if you watched As the World Turns, but her as Rosanna could have easily been Nina. When I didn't even think yeah. of her when you, but, not, but once you said Katie, I'm like, she played that waspy type on As the World Turns. That's, that's what Rosanna was. She would have been because I've seen clips with Roger. <laughs> that that would have been. I mean, she has so many connections. You had the Michael connection. You had the James. Obviously, she's married to John Lindstrom. Yeah. You know, she, she's worked with that. Yeah. See, those these are pieces that I just don't. But I think the Cynthia was more of like even in the press releases, like lost actress. Cynthia yeah. Walters is like Lost was like 20 years ago now people come on like uh, let's <laughs> yeah like I love Cynthia and I think that you know I, she was in a lot of primetime stuff I watched because she did a lot of comedy like same thing with James Patrick Stewart and I do like that they're giving them more of that and that's why I do kind of hope that this Nina and Nell stuff doesn't get too dark because while they can sell it, they're both funny as well. And this is kind of hilarious. And yeah, like you say, I mean, you know, thinking of Katie now, it's like, yeah, we could have seen her in that role or it, and there's a lot of other characters that they could create that would fit with her in this universe. Because to me, I don't see Dixie working here, but David no. would. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. David, David is like to me would have been um, just the most obvious. But also, they need to fix Cynthia's. They need to give Cynthia a little bit more to bite. Yeah, because I, I think of Cynthia back to you know I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure I've seen her on some primetime stuff, but I've seen her. I think of her more as guiding light. And yeah, Annie Dutton. What she did. As as Annie, it's just like I know how good she can be, and that was like she was super young back. I think that was like nineteen ninety four. That was yeah, because it was her and Laura Wright. I know were like enemies on there. Because yeah, these are things I've looked up later because I didn't really watch Guiding Light. But yeah, it was one of those things that it's like, oh, this is good, and I and that's why the Nell stuff even more important now and I think that's why it was good that they sort of made that change because it's like ooh this will reignite their rivalry and to me it almost gives Nina more life and it's not about a man and that's why like her and Jax just don't really interest me and no. it like I do kind of hope that this storyline really isn't you know her being jealous of Jax and Carly and then the nail stuff becomes about more Jax and Carly I would like it to be a Nina and Nell story with being against Carly. You know, we don't need the men involved. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I'll, we'll just have to see what happens next within this next week. Cause you know, maybe story will move forward. If not, then I will say something. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I say, there's, there's a lot of potential and it seems like they are wrapping stuff up to kind of go in another direction. And we have our baby nurses ball this week. So I'm sure there'll be fun stuff to have. And all I hope for is my sad piano number from Valentine, and then I'll be happy. And Frank got his red carpet. I've already seen. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure why after so many years they didn't care about it, but now it's like, oh my gosh, we have to have it. I don't know why we need it to nurse ball this year. It's always sort of been contingent on 
like how many you know talented musicians and singers do you have in the cast and it was that lull where you ned wasn't around you didn't have people like like when kirsten alderson's came in there was like uh, she could sing, so, and then you had, like, James Patrick Stewart can sing, so we have these people around, and it almost seems like that, but it's like, okay, let's showcase these people. Now that Ned's back, we really want more, and, you know, his numbers with Olivia are always fun. I always enjoyed seeing uh, little Emma performing and things like that, so now that you have people like, like Eden and William, for example, in the younger cast too, it's like that they're multi-talented. It is kind of nice to showcase these things. And I think that was why they had that lull because a lot of those people that were like, act, you know, actor musicians were not really on the show at the time for a few years. I feel like just this year is, is one year that they could have got away with not doing it and people would not have been out rage yeah um, i think it would have been fine to skip it but it is kind of nice that they did try to do something because too there was a lot of story ramping up for it and it was kind of a last minute cancellation and so it's nice that they did something because especially w- with the whole brooklyn thing i would i would have rather the money that they're going to spend on these songs they could have spent on the damn episodes over the summer but or I, katie uh, and vincent <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, this it's not easy being a showrunner, but I I still think I could do a better job than Frank. <laughs> I sure wouldn't be hiring people from parking lots, that's for sure. <laughs> or shooting in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Or letting people but, overstay their welcome. I know. We, we could go on and on about General Hospital, and boy, have we. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us? Rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. Plus, now you can find me, or at least this girl, Caitlin Harper, who sounds a lot like me, on the latest soap opera, Forever and a Day, out now on all your favorite podcasting platforms where you can find this one. So yes, soaps have gone back to their roots with audio drama, and yours truly is one of the voice actors. New episodes every Monday and Friday, so subscribe to the channel, Forever and a Day and hear all about Augustus, Illinois. This week, daytime legend Beth Ellers joins the cast as Melanie. As always, true believers, I am Lucretia Lyons. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Stay tuned to hear all about Y&R's return, as well as our thoughts on days and B&B in part two of this week's Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.